Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. You are joining us for a very special series on the podcast. We are diving into the book of Philippians for four weeks. We'll be studying one chapter a week, and this is so that we can know Jesus more and love him more. I am joined by my friend Lana Sullivan from Girl Teach Me, and the two of us are diving into the word together. I am so excited you're joining us, friends. Let's get into it. Welcome back to 500 Seconds to Joy. I'm super excited you're joining us. It's Stephanie and Lana again. We are diving into chapter two of Philippians today. We are doing our Philippians Bible study. I'm super excited you're joining us. If you didn't listen last week, definitely go listen to episode 100. We talk about the background of the book of Philippians. We kind of introduce it. We introduce ourselves a little bit, and then we talk about chapter one and some verses that really stood out to us and what they mean. And I really think it's a good starting point. So head on back there because we're just going to get straight to chapter two and dive right in. So Lana, do you want to start us off? Sure. I would just say too, like if, um, if you wrote out the word with us in September and it's been a little while since you've been in chapter two, maybe just pause and go read it real quick or go listen to it. Um, just because I think you're going to get so much more out of it if it's fresh in your mind. But yeah, so what stood out to me in chapter two, I hate to say the same thing I said in chapter one, I talked about sanctification, but also I felt like there was a continuation of the of talking about sanctification. And again, in chapter one, um, I kind of broke down in episode 100, I broke down the three types of sanctification. But here in verse one, we said, Paul says, um, so if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the spirit, I love that part right there, any participation in the spirit. What I see there is, the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. He wants us to participate. But I think in our sin, we can stiff arm him. We can say, no, Holy Spirit, I do not want to participate with you and this good work you're trying to do in my life. And, um, and, and God offers forgiveness for that. But I think we, you know, we miss out on that sweet communion with the spirit when we stiff arm him. And and I know that if you've been walking with Christ for any length of time, you know what it feels like to kind of put out the stiff arm and say, no, I don't want to participate today. I'm angry about this. I'm frustrated about this. Um, and that usually happens for me when I'm getting a little bit self-consumed. And, um, I'm, I'm really run down. I think I'm more prone to stiff arm the Holy spirit when I'm exhausted and I'm run Mm -hmm. down, which can happen as a mama. Um, but just, I think as we walk with Christ more and more, we begin to one, be more sensitive to how the Holy spirit's asking us to participate with him and two to know when, Oh man, I, I stiffed arm him, Lord, Lord Jesus, please forgive me. And, and, um, there's new mercies right there for us. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, the way Paul writes is so poetic, so profound, and so beautiful. And I really liked that, you know, last week I talked about, you know, this being the the joy book, which is perfect for this podcast. And chapter two is about the joy in unity, 
which is also perfect because you're Protestant, I'm Catholic, and here we are discussing the Bible because we're unified in our love of Christ. So beautiful. Yes, I yes, just think I it's so, that. so amazing. And so here Paul's talking about unity, and I really like what he says about, you know, continuing on with what you read, you know, uh, verse two of chapter two, complete my joy by being of the same mind with the same love, uni united in heart, thinking one thing. So being of the same mind with the same love, united in heart, thinking one thing. So I think to myself, what is that one thing they're thinking? Well, it has to be Jesus, right? has to be Jesus, following Jesus, serving Jesus, teaching others about Jesus. I mean, the church was just getting started. So, you know, it's safe to say that these new Christians were evangelists. I mean, that's what we're called to be as Christians. Um, and these new Christians were no different than we are today, where we're thinking one thing. We're trying to serve God. We're trying to make him known and help other people come to closeness with him too. So I really like the way that Paul starts out chapter two. I also was really just kind of struck in the heart by chapter 14 or um, verse 14 of chapter two, do everything without grumbling or questioning. That oh, one yes. got me good. I was like, wait, oh, wait, yeah. wait. Do everything without grumbling or questioning. And then he goes on to say that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine like lights in the world. So if we're going to shine like lights in the world, we're supposed to do everything without grumbling or questioning. That one got me. That one is, I keep yeah. coming back to that part of, of verse, you know, verse 14, that part of chapter two, just really, chapter two is jam-packed and I loved so much of it. And that one just, I knew that I needed to hear that. That was, that was hard. I bet other people listening right now are saying, yes, that is a hard thing to do. Yes, no grumbling, no questioning. <laughs> I feel like I spit this off to my kids a lot, but, um, you know, somebody challenged me, well, you know, the kids have to learn that from somewhere. And I'm like, oh, dagger to the heart. <laughs> like, well, sin is bound up in the heart of a child, but also I'm not helping with my example. So, um, yeah, I think there, the, the, the thing that's really different is getting back to the heart of Philippians. It's about joy. It's about mm -hmm. re really rejoicing. And I think that's the antidote mm -hmm. to the complaining is yep. if we're rejoicing. Um, and then right there, right after that verse 16, holding fast to the word of life, right after he says, do, do not complain. Um, so you can stand out like lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life. And um, that's what we're doing. Digging in is we're saying, Jesus, I want to grab hold of your word. I want to hold fast to it because that's going to help me rejoice. That's going to help me stand out and shine in this world. And um, that's going to help me run with purpose and not run in vain and think of others. And so rejoicing, even if 
um, whatever may come, even if we're in prison like Paul, you know, even if he's still rejoicing. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Yeah. And then, you know, this part of, um, of chapter two in this book that someone sent me again, if, if it's you just send me a message. I want to know. And thank you that you sent me this book, Paul for everyone, the prison letters by NT Wright. So it's, he says in this book, uh, what Paul is saying is not just that the Philippians are to be a sign of light and beauty in a world of darkness and ugliness. They are to be a sign of God's new life in a world that only knows the way to death. And I underline that because, again, this is perfect for us today. This was perfect for the people in Philippi. They needed to hear this, and we need to hear this today. We are a sign of God's new life in a world that only knows the way to death. And we know that that death is because of sin. And so if we are to be lights, we fight against that sin. We fight against the the want to grumble and question and we fight against that so we can show people another way so we can show them how to rejoice no matter what we may be going through it doesn't mean that we're happy about the circumstance i think sometimes people get confused about that like when i you know shared about my mom's cancer like was i happy that she got cancer no definitely not But I was able to find joy in daily living because of my relationship with God. So I think just remembering that it doesn't mean that we're not struggling. It doesn't mean that we don't have difficulties. But here Paul is reminding us not to grumble or question, to instead rejoice in the Lord. So I know before we hit record, we were talking about, Lana, we were talking about verse 12. Because you were saying that it could be maybe something that is confusing or kind of we aren't sure what it means. Um, So do you want to read the verse and then kind of tackle the first part of the verse and then I'll kind of talk about the end of it? Sure. So it says, therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your salvation, your own salvation with fear and trembling. Um, and we could go on. So for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So, yeah, I mean, the thing that could be really tricky there is work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. One, Mm -hmm. we might be tempted to think, oh, I can like work for my salvation. No, that's not what it's saying. And also the piece about fear and trembling could trip you up. Like, well, how am I supposed to come and hide in the shelter of the Lord or hide under his wings, as Psalm says, um, if I am scared of him. So, um, yeah. So Stephanie, what did you have about the fear and trembling piece? Yes. So this is, um, verse 12 and 13 and specifically in verse 12 at the end of verse 12, where it says with fear and trembling, um, I have (laughs) the Catholic youth Bible. It's just my favorite Bible. Um, I don't know if I'm considered a youth anymore. Probably not. This is when I was a teenager, (laughs) but it's fine. I love it. So in the um, footnotes, um, it talks about how, so fear and trembling was actually a common Old Testament expression indicating awe and seriousness in the service of God. So if you replace 
you know, work out your salvation with awe, that gives us a very different feeling than fear and trembling because our, our idea of fear is usually negative, but the word awe is something positive and seriousness in the service of God. So just giving him that awe and wonder and honor that he deserves. Um, so I really was grateful that there, you know, there's that footnote. And I have another Bible that I was referring to as well, which is huge and a lot better from my brother-in-law, the Dewey Rames Holy Bible. And there's so much in here um, for any of you Catholics who want to check it out. Um, and any Protestants too, if you're interested, <laughs> anybody's welcome to look at it, but it is a Catholic Bible. And so there's a bunch of, um, you know, many verses are explained in the footnotes and cross references and stuff like that. But so anyway, if we replace fear and trembling with awe, that sounds so different, right? And that give you a de definitely a different feel there. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Um, the work out your salvation, I'll talk about that. So I think it's, it's more like daily working out our salvation, um, by the grace of God. We are already justified if we have put our faith in Christ and that work is done. Um, I love this quote by Eugene Peterson. Um, he wrote the message Bible. Now, what I would say about the message Bible, it's more commentary. I wouldn't say it's as reliable as like the ESV or the CSV or in the NIV. It's, it's a good commentary. It's Eugene, uh, Peterson's view, um, or words of the Bible. That's what I'll say about the message, but this is what he said. He said, uh, long obedience in the same direction. That's what sanctification is. So we're working mm. out our own salvation and it's a long obedience in the same direction. And that direction is heaven bound. And that's where Paul has his eyes fixed on. And he's trying to tell these Philippians, Hey, you're doing such a great job. Keep on working out your own salvation. Like you said, in awe of who God is. And they're like, yes, okay, I've been doing a good job. I'm going to keep moving in that direction. Mm -hmm. That's so good. That was so well said, Lana. And I, I agree that sometimes we think we can earn God's love. And what it really is, though, when you think about it, if you put it, if you put it really simply, is that if you love God, you will do good for him. You will do his will out of that love. And so it flows from that love and the obedience flows from a close relationship with him. And like you were saying, you know, he's, he's encouraging them like obedient as you have always been. You've been obedient, you know, people in Philippi, um, not only when I'm present, but when I'm gone. So keep doing it. Keep going. You're doing a great job. Keep being in awe of God. Keep loving him. And then the works will flow from that love. I, that's what I always think of. If you don't love God, you, you can't do work for him. You can't obey him. It just doesn't make sense to obey first and love later. It always, in my humble opinion, <laughs> it always starts with that love, just like a human relationship where you love somebody and, and you want to do good for them. And it flows out of that, that deep abiding love you have for them, that closeness you have for them. Absolutely. That's so good. 
yeah, so let's wrap it up here and let people get back to their families, their laundry, their dishes, whatever they're doing right now, reading the Bible some more. <laughs> um, awesome. I love that Lana suggested if you haven't read over chapter two in a little while to do that. And then if you want to read over chapter three in preparation for next week, that's great too. We'll meet you back here, same place in your earbuds. You'll hear from us again and we'll talk to you then. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to 500 Seconds to Joy and a very special series on the podcast where Lana from Girl Teach Me and I are really diving into the book of Philippians. Join us next week for the next chapter and I hope you really dive into your word today and be blessed, friend. Bye for now.